Paul Jones, TSN 1050 Raptors play-by-play voice. Jonesy, how's it going, man? I'm great, man. I'm great. Oh, excellent. Glad to have you on. And for the Raptors, all the talk with the last week or so, Kawhi sending the message to via social media, thanking the San Antonio Spurs fans, but nothing to Toronto. Is that... Is that a concern to you if he doesn't really address or send something similar to Toronto? Is that more of a, a media thing, or is that something where you think, all right, maybe this isn't, isn't a great look, and, and maybe that will affect how he plays on the court? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I don't know him, but knowing the kind of guy he is, I, I don't think that's an issue. Um, I don't remember the post. I'm not looking at it. But was there something in there saying I'm looking forward to the next chapter? I mean, no. It was just like thank you, San Antonio. It was very generic. He probably didn't even write it. It was like maybe, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. just very, you know, thank you for everything, everybody. Da da da. And then you know, that's it. And and you know what? If if that's the case, uh, Andy, in that sense, then like I said, knowing from what I know of him, the way he is. And a quiet, kind of soft-spoken guy, I would I wouldn't read anything into it. Look, Toronto's Toronto's got their work cut out in terms of convincing him to stay. But you know, as, as people of a lot of, I'm not the first one to say this. As a lot of people have said, you know, what other way do you get a top five player if he's not coming to you in free agency? Well, you trade for him and then you know, go on to recruitment and retention battle and, and see if you can get him to stay. So yeah. uh, I, I wouldn't read anything into, you know, thanking, you know, San Antonio and not saying anything about Toronto because, I, you know, again, from what I know, I think that's just the way he is. And Jonesy, from Kawhi's standpoint, and Isaiah Thomas got into the news yesterday with his uh, regrettable comments against Cleveland and he was going back on it, whatever. But there was a guy, and he wasn't at the same level of Kawhi Leonard, but I think there might be a comparison here, where here's a guy who was set to get a max deal, he was balling out, hurts his hip, injury, comes back, not the same guy, and now he is in a prove-it mode in Denver. For Kawhi Leonard, even if this guy plays for himself, to get that next big contract, to get that max deal, if he plays for himself and does well, that means the Raptors are going to have a great season. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's just it. And, and you know, in not the same way, uh, because he's got a little bit more history, he's in a prove-it mode, too. And, yeah. and as you said, he's he, and, and who benefits from that? Toronto. And, you know, if they can, again, as I said, go about convincing him uh, to stay and you know, I've, I've heard reports out there where people said, wait till he comes to Toronto. He's going to come to Toronto and, and fall in love with the place. And, um, you know, it's not from a weather standpoint. It's not San Antonio. It's not L.A. But go look at that map of NBA teams. 30 teams, I'd say 16 of them are cold weather teams. Yeah. I mean, it's no it's no party in, in Milwaukee or Minnesota <laughs> or, no. or, heck, even New York or Boston or Chicago at at you know, at wintertime in the middle of December. So uh, it's been put out there on Twitter a few times by people. Geez, lots of snow in Boston. It's fine here in Toronto today. Just to remind people that, uh, yeah, if you're you're above that weather line, I think we counted 16 of the 30 teams you would consider cold weather and 14 you would consider warm weather. And, you know, even that's debatable. So um, it's up to Toronto to convince them to stay and, you know what? He's 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 got to play. I mean, he he's got 
a lot on his shoulders right now in terms of expectations, not only for himself, but for what he, well, what people are hoping he will do here in Toronto in terms of getting the team forward and moving them along on, you know, on their, on their pursuit of a championship. In conversation with Paul Jones, play-by-play voice of the Raptors here on TSN 1050 on Twitter at Paul underscore Jones. So, Jonesy, the lost man in that deal, of course, Danny Green. When you look at the Raptors depth chart on ESPN, you got Kawhi Leonard, of course, uh, starting as well as Danny Green. And this guy, again, some of his own injury histories as well. Terrific defender, can hit the three ball. Like, that might be the lost man where if Kawhi's playing well and Danny Green is, boy, that elevates the team to another level, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, and and I've said this before that uh, you know I was at the finals, the first one where uh, San Antonio you know gave it away to Miami, and after the first three games of that series, the name on everybody's lips in terms of MVP was uh, you know was Danny Green. Hmm. So uh, you know it, it it wouldn't surprise me to see him play really well. Um, He's a veteran player. Uh, he understands his role. He understands what he's, you know, what's expected of him. So, it, it, look, it's it's you know, it's kind of the throw-in. I mean, San Antonio's in the same situation in terms of Jakob Pertl. I mean, the, the Rosen was the big name in the trade, but all of a sudden now you you look at Pertl, uh, who some scouts I talked to think that he could eventually be better than Valanciunas. Um, you know, they, they might have one of those too. So never discount the other guys put into the deal. Yeah, exactly. And that's it's all about with this Raptors team. What did we talk about last year? They're so deep on the bench. They're so deep. If you if you take in Kawhi obviously as an overall talent, no doubt better than DeMar DeRozan. But if we take him out and start looking at the depth of this team, adding Danny Green as a starter, and the rest of the depth, do you feel this Raptors club is deeper than last year? Uh, it's debatable, but they're certainly not any worse off. Right. I mean, you know, they sure, they, they, they lost Perto, but, um, you know, you pick up Greg Monroe, uh, you, you may be... <laughs> You got more shooting in terms of Danny Green. I always thought one of the things that that hampered the Raptors at times last year was they wanted to be a three-point shooting team. They upped the attempts. They upped the makes. But uh, if the ball movement wasn't there, they didn't have three-point shooters. They didn't have guys who, who could create and get their own three-point shot. Um, so... You know, with Danny Green, you get you get in terms of the depth of shooting, you get a whole lot more from a guy who can really make shots. And then, you know, look, you've re-signed Fred VanVleet. Uh, you're banking on uh, organic improvement, Andy. Guys getting mm-hmm. better over the summer, uh, getting better at their three-point shooting. VanVleet, uh, Delon Wright, uh, you know, Pascal Siakam had a lot of looks last year and couldn't knock them down. If he starts making that. Uh, it's it's going to be you know it's going to be be tough to guard him, um, and and he'll add to that you know kind of shooting depth in that sense. But um, uh, yeah, I mean it's debatable, but I, I think they're just as good on the bench, if if not maybe a little bit better. And as you said, if they can get some improvement, then um, yeah, then it could could be even better than last year. In conversation with Paul Jones, TSN 1050 Raptors play by play voice. So Jonesy, let's go to the rest of the East and. Uh, 
what was it, yesterday? It was Jalen Brown or over the weekend of the Celtics saying, no doubt Boston were going to the finals. And, of course, that rubs everyone the wrong way, and it's whatever, <laughs> off-season talk. But what I was talking about here, Jonesy, is people are crowning the Celtics as, all right, this is the better team, Raptors, whatever. This Celtics team is going to have to adjust as a team drastically when Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward come back because they were gone. Everybody else stepped up, which was great, but it's not like you're going to bench those two. You put them back on the floor. Everybody else has to adjust to a new role. And to me, there's no guarantee in health for the Celtics or that everybody takes to that new role properly. Couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. Could not agree with you more. And I'll take it one step further. People always talk. Now, look, Kyrie Irving's a guy you can give him the ball and say, go get me a basket. But on the other side of that, people talk about the great ball movement by the Celtics, and it is. But it's tough to have that great ball movement when you've got a ball-dominant guy like Kyrie Irving. Great point. I mean, I, 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 I poked the bear on Twitter last year when he was still in the lineup, and they beat Golden State in Boston. And, uh, you know, he he went, uh, I think on one possession, he went 17 dribbles by himself. Nobody else touched the ball and got wow. fouled. And I said, oh, man, got to love that great Celtics ball movement. And people were people were jumping on me. But I was just trying to make the point that uh, at, at times you just you just give it to your best guy and, and you kind of get out of the way. And um, you're right. Does that marginalize uh, a Jason Tatum, a Jalen Brown? Uh, what does it do to them? And and. Uh, it, there's going to be some adjustments there, no question. There are going to be some adjustments there with Gordon Hayward coming back. He's a guy that again works off the the premise of ball movement, and you know he can get his he can get his own shot, but he's not getting it like Kyrie Irving. So uh, the Celtics have some adjusting to do. And as you said, the one thing Andy that can derail everything in a hurry is an injury. Yeah. You know, touch wood for the Raptors. Uh, they've been relatively healthy, um, you know, haven't had any major injuries, although, you know, the Van Vliet injury in, in game 82 last year um, made it a little bit more difficult in the first round against Washington. But that being said, if you if you get a major injury and you're derailed, you're in trouble. For sure. And and Jonesy, when we last one for you here, when we look outside of Boston, it looks like it's typically people's minds, Boston, Toronto, then Philly and Milwaukee and kind of others after that. For Philly, a lot of youth, a lot of potential, but they still haven't proven it. Do you think this is uh, the 76ers' year to take that next step up and join the Celtics and join the Raptors, or could they still be a year away from that? I think they still might be a year away. Uh, depends on how the youngsters develop. I mean, they, um, you know, they let go of a couple of veterans. Marco Bellinelli was huge for them. There's a guy I thought the Raptors could have had their hands on last year at the, uh, you know, at the, at the waiver uh, deadline when, when he was waived and, and kind of out there as a free agent. Um, my issue with Philadelphia is, uh, Andy, as young as they are, uh, they're really loose with the ball. And that can hurt you at, at key times. I mean, they gave away that, 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 that series against Boston. They gave away game three. You go back and look at that turnover with JJ Redick and, and, and Ben Simmons. It was egregious. I mean, you just, you just can't have that in a playoff game. And I think Philadelphia's propensity to be fast and loose with the ball is something that might hurt them. Now, they may have gained some experience from that last year, but I, I still think they're, they're, they're really, really young in some key spots. And if you're going to reintegrate a guy like Markel Folks, who didn't play a lot last year, I, I think you're, I don't know how many uh, steps forward you're going to take and how many gains you're going to take 
come playoff time, not the regular season, but come playoff time, uh, you know, when, like I said, you really, really have to value the ball. Jonesy, thank you so much, man. You'll be back uh, calling games before we know it. uh, Yeah, unless... uh, Unless uh, something something happens unforeseen, like you know the you know the season doesn't start or something oh. like that, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. This is going to be way too exciting of a Raptors season. Thanks, Jonesy. Okay, man. All right, Paul Jones, TSN 1050 Raptors play-by-play voice.